0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Let's Go Show, Episode Eight, where we sit down and we talk about all of the things going on in the world of entertainment and pop culture. I'm your boy Matt Soups Ramos, and today I am joined by my boy Geo.
1: Hey, didn't see you guys there. Welcome, to the, Welcome
0: to the pod. bro, bro. I can never predict the way you're going to hop on this podcast. You always, you always, you always uh, got to. I got, something. I got
1: some plans next week to bring in a, a stunt guy. Uh, it's gonna get, it's gonna get pretty weird. We'll see what happens. Hopefully he, he calls me back.
0: See, see, that's why people got to tune into the pod, not even to listen to what we have to say or talk about, just to see how you're going to enter the pod.
1: It's got to be a special entrance every time. If there is none, then why are we here? why why do we exist?
0: Yep, no, but we're here, man. We're here and what a massive week it's been for like pop culture in general, mainly for DC fans. And today our conversation is going to be dominated by two main topics. First, we're going to talk about the DC slate and all of the announcements DC has made and just talk about the future of DC. The second conversation is going to be f- focusing on the Super Bowl trailers because as most of us know, the Super Bowl is going down next Sunday. We got the DC slate, we got Super Bowl trailers, we are being fed my friends. So starting off with the DC properties, this week, James Gunn decided to hit a little buzzer beater right at the end of January. On January 31st, he finally gave us a taste of what the future of DC is gonna look like. This new wave of DC is labeled as the DCU and chapter one is titled Gods and Monsters. Gunn unveiled, I think it was 10 projects? And they all span from animated shows to limited series to feature films to Elseworlds stories that don't even connect. One Elseworlds story that we are all very excited to see is The Batman 2, which is officially titled The Batman Part 2. Here, we're going to see Matt Reeves come back and do his thing. He's currently working on finishing up that script. Robert Pattinson is expected to return. Zoe Kravitz is expected to return. And The Batman Part 2 is going to be hitting theaters on October 3rd, 2025. Now, another movie that's going to be hitting theaters for the DCU in 2025 is Superman Legacy. And this is going to be the movie that kicks off the DCU and really gets things going. This is uh, the Superman reboot. You know, we all we all were there when Henry Henry Cavill had to post on Instagram saying that he was done playing the character, and um, you know DC moved forward with decided to move forward without him. Again, that was a very questionable decision, even still to this day. But we move superman is coming to the big screen and guess what after all these years I'm, i've been sleeping pretty damn good the past couple of days knowing when we're finally going to get the next superman solo movie in theaters and that is going to be on july 11th 2025 so this is actually the first time in history that we are getting both a superman solo film and a batman solo film releasing in the same year ever and like 2025 is going to be insane dude because Not only do we have Superman Legacy, not only do we have the Batman Part 2, which we know is going to be a masterpiece, but Marvel is also bringing their guns to the party. They got the Fantastic Four that comes out in February of 2025. And then we also have Avengers the Kang Dynasty. Everything that Marvel has been building towards is leading to Avengers the Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. And that entire Avengers saga, the Avengers movies are coming back to theaters on on May 6th 2025 so we got an avengers movie we got a fantastic four movie a superman movie a batman movie and uh, i think we got avatar do Bro, we have avatar
1: 2025 is gonna be the time to be alive it's stacked everything you can we want to see i'm gonna google okay. Avatar right now so see. uh avatar.
0: correction correction no avatar comes out uh, uh december 24 2024. December 24 mm-hmm. so 2025 i think i think we're getting a star wars movie in 2025. Christmas of 2025. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, but we don't, we don't even know what's going on at Lucasfilm. We don't know what's going on on the on their movie side of things. But in regards to DC and what they got coming, we got Superman Legacy. Man, okay, I am so excited. This is my most anticipated movie. You guys know me Superman was the character that saved my life. He was my rock. He he was he, him and Spider-Man were everything for me and, and Optimus Prime, but mainly look, Superman is my favorite character of all time and this is my most anticipated movie right now out there of all of the films that have been announced secret wars is right behind it as well and and there's you know i could go on and on about all of the movies that i'm excited about but superman legacy is at the top because of what this character means and i feel like in today's day and age we need a superman movie now more than ever and james gonna actually just announced that this superman legacy movie is going to take heavy inspiration of the infamous comic all-star superman i literally have this comic I, I literally have it right here. Go
1: get it. Go show go show the boys. Show the boys. Boom. One
0: of Ooh. the greatest, one of the greatest Superman stories ever. And this this embodies this story embodies it embodies everything that Superman is, what he stands for, what he means to people. And the fact that we're finally getting a Superman movie. As much as I loved Henry Cavill's Superman, you know, we're finally getting a Superman movie where it like he is happy where it's optimistic, where the tone is going to be. It's going to be a completely different tone from the Snyder movies. And as much as I love Matt Steele, as much as I love BVS and, and the Snyder cut, it's time we get a Superman film with a light, bright tone. Superman is the light in a world of darkness. And that's, what J- that's how James is going to describe this movie. He said that th- this is not an origin story, and it focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. I I prefer the slogan, uh, truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. But whatever, that's what James Gunn said. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. So, man, Superman Legacy hitting theaters on July 11th, 2025. And that is going to really kick things off for the new DCU. Gio, what are your thoughts on this, bro?
1: Bro, for all those who are listening right now and are not watching it on YouTube... As Matt is telling us this, he's got a little Clark Kent bang just dangling beautifully, just perfectly dancing in the sun right now. And, you know, you said that Superman All-Star is your favorite, like, Superman comic, or at least one of your favorites. And you're very excited because the movie is based on the comic. I never read it. I know there's a lot of people listening who probably never read it either. What is the comic why what makes you excited for this movie because the comic is it's related to the comic like can you can you fill us in on what the comic's about and what you're hoping the story touches on
0: yeah so the com the comic itself it kind of lends itself to like what would be a final superman movie so essentially in all-star superman superman he's dying he's dying and he only has like a, a, a a he only has like a limited time left to live so now he's kind of just like navigating the world and still doing what he he does best, which is to be Superman, to be that symbol of hope for people. But it's kind of like just him living out his final days being Superman. And how does that, how does Superman knowing that he's going to die, knowing that he's going to pass away, how does that I- impact his relationship with Lois? How does that impact his relationship with like hum- the rest of humanity? Uh, Lex Luthor also plays a very prominent role in the story as well. So All-Star Superman is is... Uh, again, it's kind of like it. It's it's kind of like a a I guess a character study of everything that Superman is and what he means to people right before he ends up dying. So I I think uh, Superman Legacy, of course, isn't going to follow that story. But James Gunn already said it's taking heavy inspiration from that story. There's that infamous comic panel for, of Superman saving a girl from suicide, and that is from All Star Superman. That's oh. you know. A girl- the girl like there's there's uh this girl who's like about to jump off a building and commit suicide, and Superman shows up and he says that famous line where it's he says, You you know, you're stronger than you think you are, trust me. And he saves this girl and he hugs her and he embraces her. And oh my gosh, if we see that in live action, tears will be shed. Amazing. I've been waiting so long to see that scene adapted in live action. And the boys in the boys season three, they actually adapted that scene, but they did it totally for actually. Homelander. And it was the complete opposite. Instead of like...
1: You know what, Chelsea? I think you should jump. I don't think I want to.
0: You don't want to? Why don't you show a little follow-through, Chelsea? Homelander, yeah. Homelander literally told her to jump off the building, which was freaking insane. Now that Superman is back, and now it's time for him to to set things right and, and set these Homelander stands that because dude i've been seeing so many people that like prefer homelander over superman and it's disgusting Ooh, and that's that just like that can't be
1: real that can't be real it has to be a bro, joke there's no way
0: it's just a testament to how badly we need superman back on the big screen and now he's coming with superman legacy so uh, uh, another one of the projects that was announced uh, along a part of this dc dc slate was supergirl woman of tomorrow now, this is super exciting because this movie is literally just going to be a direct adaptation of the Tom King miniseries. And that is a series that is beloved by so many people, so many fans. And ever since this has been announced, the that story, Supergirl, One of, One of Woman of Tomorrow, the comic has literally sold out on Amazon. So, dude, you kind of love to see it, like the impact that the movies are making on the comic industry. And uh Yes, yeah, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow is literally just going to be a direct adaptation of the Tom King miniseries. And James can describe this as a dark sci-fi thriller. Because with Superman, Superman was brought up, you know, with love. And he was raised on Earth by yeah. loving parents on a farm. Mm-hmm. But Supergirl has a much darker backstory. And this movie is She It isn't going to shy away from the horrors of her backstory, the horrors of everything she went through. And she's a lot more jaded than Superman is. So we're going to see that explored with Kara. And I'm super excited. Honestly, dude, like just if we're talking about the premise of each film uh, or each project that has been announced from this DC slate, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is probably the most interesting premise. And that's probably the project I'm, I'm most excited for besides Superman Legacy. Um, because dude, we're getting a freaking sci-fi space thriller with a dark tone following super, super girl and everything that she goes through. That sounds freaking awesome. Geo. what do you think about that?
1: Did you ever read any type of super girl comic or watch any kind of show? Because I know there was one that came out that was, was like, it's got mixed reviews on it. Um, I, I don't when he explained it in that video where James Gunn says it's a total different thing. She was born in a rock, she watched her whole family die. That really captivated me and it made me excited for a project because um, the last few female uh, superhero lead movies have been kind of like iffy, like in terms of just overall like like showing off the character. Like the last best movie I said this on the podcast a couple of times, female superhero movie that I that I watch, it could be my favorite of all time is Wonder Woman. I think it was executed perfectly. So what a story it is dark, can you maybe like if you watch anything before, can you maybe elaborate a little bit on, on what it what it what it might be about?
0: I mean, honestly dude, I don't like to use the term female superhero movies. I just like to use the term superhero movies and you know when it comes to this story in particular i haven't read supergirl woman of tomorrow i'm definitely going to check it out pretty soon considering that this movie is based off of that story but you know judging off of james gunn's comments he said specifically in regards to this film he said we will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant versus supergirl raised on a rock a chip off of Krypton and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life and then come to Earth. She had. She is so much more hardcore and is not the Supergirl we're used to. So this, again, judging off of that statement alone, this is obvious gonna, obviously going to be a much darker story. And I, I what, what's also very exciting is because Superman is kind of like everything we should strive to be, it's going to be interesting to see a Supergirl's dynamic with Superman Um, because we know they're going to meet. We know, again, this is an interconnected universe. The stories are all building for them to intertwine together. So it's going to be super interesting to see how Supergirl interacts with Superman and what their dynamic is going to look like now that, you know, everything, considering everything she's been through and now being on Earth, navigating this whole new world with her
1: cousin. So basically from what you said, she's got like a chip on her shoulder. It ain't going to be like the happy-go-lucky superman that we see where he's a gentleman and he's like he's a nice guy but he's also a superhero and he just believes in all things positive and good and family this one's more darker so i don't know is this is this more like in terms of the batman that we got uh like ben affleck's batman where he just like he was killing people if if he felt like it was doing justice like does she kill people like no you know what i mean like i don't know anything i don't know much about her
0: no no i mean supergirl still she's a superhero you know she's not a villain she's not an anti-hero or anything like that but again this is just going to be a story of of her i guess struggling with everything that she's been through man
1: no so, I, i'm super curious i can't wait i'm really freaking pumped man i know dc
0: yeah
1: is gonna really you know they're, they're cooking man let them cook let the boys cook they're in the kitchen with facts sauce in the pot the wooden spoon and they're going to work because they got some crazy stuff coming
0: Yeah, so it's also going to be interesting to see the setting, right? Because Superman Legacy is going to be set on Earth, I'm assuming, while Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, you know, that story, from what I know, that story takes place in space. And uh, again, it's described as like a sci-fi thriller. So I'm sure we're going to see some very interesting things. And I'm excited for DC to continue to explore the Cosmic Realm. And speaking of Cosmic Realm, let's talk about... Lanterns, which is the Green Lantern TV series that we have been waiting for for years. I really wish this was a movie, but the fact that they're doing it as a an HBO Max limited series or TV series, um, I think it lends itself to the way they're going to tell the story, because from what we know, this is going to be a new take on the space cops with power rings. Our vision for this is very much in the vein of True te- True Detective. It's terrestrial based and it will feature prominent Lantern heroes, Hal Jordan and John Stewart, and it's one of the most important shows that they have in development. Um, This plays a really big role in leading into the main story we were telling across film and TV. So, dude, the Lantern series, that's one of the projects on here that intrigues me the most. I mean, for the longest time, like, we have been waiting for a Green Lantern project. This is one of the most underused, like, the, 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 this is probably the, fran- out of all of the DC franchises, the Green Lantern franchise is probably the franchise that has been d- done the dirtiest. Because not only do we have the Ryan Reynolds movie back in 2011, I think it was, but Warner Brothers has just not, not touched this property for over a decade. And the Green Lantern franchise could literally be its own franchise not even connected to the rest of the DC world. You don't, you don't need need the green Lantern franchise to connect to Batman, Superman, any, any of the justice league, the green Lantern franchise could literally be kind of like a star Wars like franchise. Where it's just set in deep space. And it's about the green Lantern core, John Stewart, so many different green Lanterns, Jessica Cruz, John Stewart, Howard Jordan, guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, all of these different characters going on different adventures throughout the universe. So, Lanterns is finally going to be that, and the fact that it's going to focus on both Hal Jordan and John Stewart sounds freaking awesome. I love that we're getting both because I love both. I love Hal. I love John. John is my favorite Green Lantern, but the fact that we're getting both of them in like in, in like a body buddy cop style series with this playing a really big role into the main story that they're telling across the DC universe. So this is obviously going, going to this is obviously going to be a very important project for DC. And this is one of my my more. This is one of the projects I'm definitely more excited about. How about you, Gio?
1: Man, I can't believe we got it. This is the last thing we talked about. Uh, I don't know if it was the last podcast or the one before it, but like they they've been doing Green Lantern so dirty, and I was like, man, we better get a Green Lantern project. We finally did, and it's gonna be freaking sick. When he said True Detective, even if it's nothing like it, just the fact that he said he's gaining getting inspiration from True Detective. And it's going to HBO, man. It, that's gonna be freaking crazy to see those two guys be Green Lanterns, and it's like a buddy cop show, and it, it all takes place. Do you know if it takes place? Does it? Does it say it takes place on Earth, or is it in the? Is it? Is it in space? Do you know? Regardless, I'm um, excited.
0: No, no, it takes place. Uh, it takes place in space. Oh, yeah, man. it takes place in deep that's space. That's gonna be
1: crazy because James. Yeah. Gun's, James Gunn's secret sauce is space, man. He knows how to do those intergalactic movies you know what i mean and but bring them down to earth like you're in a total different place but you don't feel like you're in space you kind of just feel like you're grounded still with these people because he makes it so approachable you know what i mean
0: yeah and uh it says so another one of the projects that are on the way is an amanda waller hbo max series the series is titled waller and this is going to star viola davis And this is a continuation of Peacemaker. So a lot of us know that James Gunn was developing Peacemaker season two, but it seems like this Waller series is going to replace Peacemaker season two because James Gunn is busy writing Superman. He's doing Superman legacy. And I have a feeling he's probably going to direct that project as well. Um, In this Hollywood Reporter article, it says the movie featuring the Man of Steel that Gunn is writing and may direct. So... I think I think uh you know James Gunn has made multiple statements in the past um saying saying things along the lines of that he doesn't like to write for different directors so I think with a project that's in, as important to the DCU as Superman Legacy I think James Gunn is probably going to direct that project as well as write it which we already know he's doing so when it comes to Waller this is going to be the series that is going down instead of Peacemaker season two. And we're actually going to see a lot of the Peacemaker cast return. So I'm expecting Heartcourt. I'm expecting, you know, Amanda Waller's daughter. I forgot her name, um, Economos, um, Maybe we get Vigilante and Peacemaker. I hope we do. I really miss Vigilante. Um, and since we're not getting Peacemaker season two, I hope we get to see them in some form. But we're definitely going to see Heartcourt. We'll probably see Economos. We'll We'll see who else makes up ending an appearance in this series. But, yeah, an an Amanda Waller spinoff series with Viola Davis. I mean, you can never say no to more Viola Davis. She's fantastic. But at the same time, this was kind of one of the announcements that really bummed me out. And here's why. Confuses me. The reason it bummed me out is because I thought we were starting fresh. I thought we were going with a full reboot. I thought we were starting, you know, from step one. You're recasting Superman. You're recasting Batman. And we'll talk about Batman in a second. You're recasting one. It, it looks like they're recasting Wonder Woman. You you know, you're it looks like you're starting fresh with a lot of different characters. But bringing back uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, when she already has ties to Ben Affleck's Batman, to so many other characters, to Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam, to Henry Cavill's Superman, like Viola Davis was in a lot of ways the the connective figure for a lot of the DC movies in the EU, and now that we're getting an entire spin-off series about her just proves that they're trying to they're trying to, you know, shit in two toilets. They're trying to move forward with the DC universe with one foot in, one foot out. And to me, when in, in regards to the old previous DC universe, that should have ended once you announced that you were replacing Henry Cavill as Superman. So, man, I'm kind of bummed out when it like, obviously I'm going to watch the Waller series. Obviously I'm excited to see more of Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, but this was one of the announcements that bummed me out because I thought with this new DCU, I do not want this universe to have the baggage of the previous disaster. You know, and James Gunn even himself even called the previous DC reign a disaster because that's what it was. As DC fans, we've been going through this for years. We all know that's what it was. But now that things are finally looking good, now it, now that things are finally looking cohesive and we're all on the same page with James Gunn and Peter Safran, you know, ush, 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 ushering in a new era of interconnected DC films, building up to something greater. Why are we still bringing back, you know, things from the past that bring up, that will bring more baggage to this new DCU? You know, I, I really wanted this DC DCU reboot to to be a full reboot, but from what we know now, it seems like they're going to be, you know, bringing some characters, some actors, and some characters back. They're going to be recasting some. So at this point, you know, there's been a lot of uncertainty with DC. All of these announcements give us a lot more certainty in what the future is going to look like. But at the same time, we still don't really know what the future is going to look like. You know, are they going to bring back Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn? Are they going to give her, you know, another Harley Quinn movie? Are they going to do Gotham City Sirens? Is is that going to be connected to the DCU Batman? You know, like that is the type of things. Those are the type of things that I think about when we hear about something like a Waller series. Because if you're bringing back Amanda Waller, who has been a connected figure for a lot of the DC movies of the past. How is, she go- How is that going to make sense when we see her interact with the new DCU Superman? With the new DCU Batman? Who- and she's definitely going to interact with the new DCU Batman because Amanda Waller is very important to the world of Batman and his uh, rogues gallery. So, speaking of Batman, we got a new DCU Batman movie that I am so excited about and it's called The Brave and the Bold. This is going to be the introduction of the DCU Batman and it's going to follow Bruce Wayne and his son Damian Wayne as Robin. So, this is pretty freaking awesome. We're finally getting to see Batman and Robin. This is something we've been wanting to see for years, and now we're finally getting to see it. And I kind of I really like that uh that I mean, I really th- like that we're starting off with an older established Batman, and here's why. Because now we can finally get the freaking Bat family. You know, one of the things I didn't want this DCU to start off with is Uh, A Batman in his 20s, just getting started. You know, he hasn't even met Dick Grayson. No, I wanted us to start off in, in my perfect world. I wanted us to start off with Tim Drake as Robin. But now we're starting off with Damian Wayne. So at this point, Tim Drake exists. Jason Todd exists. Dick Grayson exists. And it is confirmed that we are, this movie is going to feature other prominent members of the Bat family. So James Gunn made it very clear that this movie is going to be the introduction to the Bat family in the DCU, and that is very exciting because, man, we all want to see Nightwing. We all want to see Dick Grayson. We all want to see, you know, I hope, I hope that with the Brave and the Bold, they tease, uh, you know, Jason Todd potentially still being alive and coming back. I've always wanted to see the Death in the Family Red Hood story, so I really hope they, they adapt that. But it's going to be weird seeing it, or it's going to be interesting seeing it with Damien you know, with Damien around, that's Robin because he's someone who's constantly going to be busting Bruce Wayne's chops. And I can't wait to see Damien's uh, relationship with Dick and how, you know, that 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 kind of plays out. But yeah, Damien Wayne is Robin. Bruce Wayne is Batman. And, uh, you know, when it, when we got this announcement. Another one of my questions was like, dude, this is going to be kind of weird because Batman is obviously going to be older because if we're getting Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne has obviously been Batman for years. And it's going to, you know, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see a Batman who's older and then a Superman who's reportedly going to be around 25 because super, the Superman we're going to see in Superman Legacy is, again, it's not an origin movie, but it take, that story is going to take place during the early years of Clark's career as Superman so the rumors have it that we're gonna see a a Superman around the age range of 25 navigating you know his life as a reporter and as Superman but then on the flip side of things we also have the brave and the bold that's going that's going to introduce the DCU Batman and he's clearly gonna be much older since we we're already four Robins deep you know where we we're already four Robins deep we have Dick Grayson Jason Todd Tim Drake Barbara Gordon, I'm sure she she she's already been Batgirl. And now we have Damian Wayne as well. So the Bat family is established, and I'm super excited to finally see them come to life on the big screen for the very first time with The Brave and the Bold. Gio, what are your thoughts on the whole Batman situation? We obviously got Robert Pattinson's Batman still doing his thing with his movies, but now we're also getting a DCU Batman, and we're gonna see Batman and Robin
1: and the Bat family introduced to the DCU. I'm freaking pumped to see Robin, man. I've been I've been excited to see of any kind of version of Robin or Nightwing ever since we got it teased and the Dark Knight uh, Rises when uh, you see Joseph Gordon-Levitt go on that uh, in the Batcave, he finds it, and then you, he reveals at the end that his name's Robin. And like you just get this crazy tease, like they're going to set up some kind of spinoff and they never do. So just to see any kind of Robin on the screen, I know uh, one of the greatest creators right now, in my personal opinion, High Top Films is making a uh, like a fan film about Robin, which looks unbelievable. I don't know which Robin is going to be about. Um, but yeah, man, just I'm freaking pumped to see Robin on the screen and see a story about that. How it connects and what they're doing, it's like you said earlier, we don't know what the shit is going on right now, man. I mean, we're getting a brand new Superman that's 25 years old and then we're getting the old Batman, but then we're getting Amanda Waller. It kind of sounds like you know, like we're not gonna know until we see it realistically, and they're kind of just playing it by ear right now. Although I do know they have a plan, I, I can't see it right now. But one thing is for sure: just that story in general. To see a Batman and Robin story, what they, like it feels like they never even made a movie about it. When was the last movie? Like in the eighties, the nineties, the super the, duper the, old yeah, one. You know what I mean? The
0: George Clooney, the George Clooney, the, the movie. George
1: Clooney one, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. We haven't seen Robin since then. Like, it's not like he's a bad character. He's an awesome character. Why? You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. And James Gunn knows this, and that's why he's bringing these characters into the light, man. Especially with Green Lantern and his TV series. Um, yeah, TV so... going to be a uh, bunch of them.
0: Yeah, no, there's going to be a bunch of them. Another one that's on the way is a Booster Gold series, which... This this I this caught me by surprise, but I'm excited about this because Booster Gold is such a fun character. Um, I remember seeing him on Justice League Unlimited, on Bratman, The Brave and the Bold, on Smallville. Like Booster Gold is a sick character that I, th- I think a lot of people are gonna love. So J- James Gunn desc- describes this Booster Gold uh, series that's coming to HBO Max about. He he describes it as. It's about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. Gunn described it as imposter syndrome as a superhero. I think a lot of people are going to have fun with this Booster Gold series and he's about to be a fan favorite character. Like everyone already fell in love with Vigilante from Peacemaker, but dude, if you love Vigilante, you're also going to you're going to fall in love with Booster Gold because again, like James Gunn said he's is if imposter syndrome was a superhero, it would be Booster Gold. He's a loser. The, the reason no one, you know, he the reason he doesn't have, the reason he comes back to, like, the present is because no one respects him in the future. So he comes back to the pre- present and pretends to be a superhero. And, yeah, dude, Booster Gold is certainly a character. He's a, he's, yeah, a very interesting character, very funny. And I think this series is going to be, I think I think Booster Gold is about to become a fan favorite household name. So, Gio, thoughts on Booster Gold? Do you know who Booster Booster Gold is? Have you heard about him in the past?
1: Absolutely not. But it kind of sounds like Kickass to me. Kind of, kind of gives me like that kind of vibe of kind of show it's going to be. Like a guy who just wants to be a hero, and I love the aspect that he's from the future. So what? Like, is he going to bring like future technology and shit back? Is that what it is?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he has. Yeah, his he, he since he comes from the future, he has like access to like you know super advanced technology. That's why he's able to be a, a hero in the present.
1: That's actually kind of sick. That sounds really, really good. No, I know nothing about Booster Gold, bro. Do you have you ever read Booster Gold comics or anything like that? Was there ever a show about the guy? I don't even know who that I, is. I
0: haven't. I, I just I just know of Booster Gold, and you know I I got grew to love that character through like the animated shows.
1: Oh, okay. Projects. He's from so what? He's from animation. He was in animated show.
0: No, I mean he has comics too. I just haven't read the comics. I just grew to love him in like you know animated shows and stuff
1: okay yeah no he sounds like a super cool character and and dc definitely yeah. needs someone like that because it's obviously working with peacemaker so to have someone else like that is it gonna be another series or is it gonna be another uh as a movie
0: it's gonna be a series yeah bro. yeah
1: i'm excited yeah. for the series i think i think the series might have potential to be better than movies they got a lot of good series coming bro Especially Dude, yeah that, they're especially investing the big wonder woman the wonder woman one that, that's coming out yeah it's gonna be fire. yep
0: paradise lost So Paradise Lost is going to be a Wonder Woman prequel series about the DCU Wonder Woman. We don't know if that's going to be Gal Gadot. We don't know. Um, But Paradise Lost is going to be a Wonder Woman prequel series that is set on Themyscira. And it's about Themyscira and the Amazons before Diana is ever born. One of the things that really excited me about this announcement is that it's described as a Game of Thrones style drama set on an all female island. That is Wonder Woman's birthplace Themyscira filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players. This sounds freaking amazing. This sounds so badass. For those of you who don't know, Game of Thrones is my favorite show of all time. And the fact that we're about to get a freaking, a ruthless warrior show about the Amazons and Themyscira. And I'm guessing because it's described as a Game of Thrones style drama, it's about, it's going to be probably about like different Amazons trying to, you know, make power plays in order to obtain the throne of Themyscira and become you know the queen of the Amazons so this sounds freaking badass this sounds awesome Geo, thoughts
1: man that has potential to be the best show of them all not even because he compared it to Game of Thrones but just that simple plot of them on that island all those people and they're all fighting to be that just sounds freaking amazing man I just, man, I'm just so torn because I can't imagine anybody else as Wonder Woman, man. Gal Gadot is the real life Wonder Woman. So I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. Um, I don't even know if you know this. I seen something online. It could be fake, but uh, they're saying that that she's in Shazam too. I don't know if that's real or not. There's some kind of screenshot floating around that she's in Shazam too. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it Wonder could w- it be.
0: No, uh, Wonder Woman is in Shazam. Um, that got revealed in an international uh, TV spot just a very quick shot of like Wonder Woman and you you don't really get to see her face, but you can see like the gauntlets on her arm and she's holding this staff. So yeah, Wonder Woman's gonna be in Shazam. I can't believe that's the way it got revealed. Like,
1: yeah. come on now,
0: you, you could have revealed that, you could revealed that in the main trailer and it would have boosted everyone's interest in Shazam Fury of the Gods Absolutely. by 10. But like, like for that's them,
1: how a screenshot from an international, uh, what was it like a Chinese trailer? Like that doesn't make any sense. Why not just put it in the main trailer? But that's yeah. how I found out. I thought it was a leak. So there's probably a lot of people who don't even believe that. Like me. I, I didn't even know if it was real. I thought it was a leak. I thought it was a Photoshop. I didn't even think it was real.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: But no. That, that but, series is going to be, I don't know. It has potential to be the best one out of all of them. It really does.
0: I mean, when you describe something as a Game of Thrones-ish, just you, just you can. I, I'm in. I'm in right there. Just, I'm just in right there. Just
1: give us the ish. We like the ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just I'm in right bit. there. Sounds great.
0: Yeah. No, no. But another another project that's on the way is a movie and it's called The Authority. And it's about a team. It says a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 1990s under an influential imprint known as Wildstorm. One of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of heroes and villains. Not every film and TV show is going to be about a good guy versus bad guy giant things from the sky come and good guy wins. There are white hats, black hats and gray hats. Um, So the authorities kind of just like an obscure team of superheroes, and they kind of just take justice. They take matters into their own hands. They're a team of anti heroes. Again, they operate in kind of like that gray umbrella where they're not completely good like Superman, but they're also not completely bad. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about the authority. I've never, this was literally, once this announcement was made, this was my first time ever hearing about these characters ever. So I'm definitely going to check out the comic that James Gunn had tweeted out that the movie is going to be inspired by. But yeah, the authority The Authority are coming to the DCU. Um, this project does excite me because, because this is a team of obscure characters that not, like I never know about and the majority of people have never even heard of. This is right up James Gunn's alley. You know, this is what he does. Sound he described familiar. this movie He described this movie as like The Guardians of the Galaxy for the DCU. There you go. And you know, when The Guardians of the Galaxy came out, that was a point in time where, you know, most Marvel fans uh already knew about The Guardians of the Galaxy, but like the general audience had no clue and had never heard about these characters.
1: Me either. I was one of them. Now,
0: now it's kind of like the same scenario with The Authority. The general audience does have never heard about these characters but james gunn you know this is this is right up his wheelhouse he's done uh he's we've already seen him do guardians of the galaxy the suicide squad an entire series about peacemaker and his cast of characters so now we're getting the authority i'm super excited about this because from a couple i guess from the research that i've been doing the characters sound very interesting you know there's two characters One of them is called Midnighter and another one is called Apollo. And they're essentially just like kind of like parody characters of Superman and Batman, and they kind of have like the same skill sets and powers as Superman and Batman. So in a world where Superman actually exists, because we're going to see the authority at some point interact with a character like Superman. I think it's going to be very interesting, right? Because Superman stands for everything that we should morally strive to be. He is morally perfect. But when it comes to the authority, they're they they're morally gray characters. So they, you know, they they kind of do things, they kind of judge things the way they want to and I guess act based off of those judgments. Whereas Superman takes into account, you know, I guess Superman takes into account everyone and he he always tries to do what's right. So yeah, the authority are definitely just like a team of anti-heroes that will. You know they'll kill someone if they have to kill someone. They'll they won't hold back if they don't want to hold back, and they'll kind of just d- judge things again the way they see fit.
1: So basically, so. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is about to end, and then the Authority is about to begin. This sounds like James Gunn's love project, like his side his side babe that he loves. You know what I mean? This project well, in he- particular, because it's it's it's, it's it, like you said, it's right up his alley. Mm-hmm. It's James Gunn in a nutshell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Taking taking people that no one knows and bringing them to life and making them, you know what I'm saying? So between Booster Gold and, and The Authority, it sounds like those that's right up his alley of, of the kind of projects he wants to make. I, those, those are the ones that in particular sure. that I'm really excited for.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. So the we got The Authority coming, and then finally we have a horror film based off of Swamp Thing. a oh, Swamp Thing horror movie is co- coming out, and this is going to be a movie that focuses on the origin of Swamp Thing. And It says, this is a horror film that promises to close out the first part of the first chapter. So, all of the projects that have been announced so far, don't even round out Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, for the new DCU. There are still other projects that are a part of Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, but from what we know so far, these are just the projects that are ahead. And James Mangold, who directed Logan, and is also directing the new Indiana Jones movie, the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, he's He's actually in talks to direct Swamp Thing, so that is freaking amazing. That gives me so much m- more excitement for a Swamp Thing movie. Um, I-, I love horror movies in general, so I like the fact that DC, you know, they're still going to keep on doing their thing, but every now and then they can just come out of the out of out of nowhere and drop a freaking horror movie about Swamp Thing that is very tonally different. From something like a Superman legacy, the Brave and the Bold, the Lantern series, Booster Gold. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, uh, again, that's what Marvel's been trying to do. Marvel's been trying to dive into different genres, trying to explore and experiment. But with DC, you know, DC has such a wide variety of characters and they all lend themselves to different genres. And Swamp Thing is one of those characters that can lend himself to the horror genre. So I I and now you got also have James Mangold at the helm of that project. He obviously has an exciting vision that he wants to bring to life and that excites me because I trust James Mangold because he made Logan and you know it sounds like the new Indiana Jones movie is going to be a hit from what we were shown at D23 and from the way Harrison Ford talked about that movie. So this gives me a lot more confidence in a Swamp Thing project. And that's one thing that got me thinking, like, who are going to be the directors that take on these all of these projects that have been announced? You know, that's that's going to be something exciting to see. Exciting, I guess, what type of directors that are attracted to these projects and want to bring these, cert- these certain characters to life. So that's going to be rounding up our talk on the DCU slate announcements. Oh, we also got an animated series called Creature Commandos. This totally was, forgot this... about that.
1: Totally, totally, yeah. for, totally forgot about that.
0: Bro, shout out to Creature Commandos. Um, this is going to be a seven-episode animated series that is written by James Gunn, and it's already in production. And it's it says, This is originally a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. This is a modern take on the concept. The voice actors have yet to be cast, but the executives are looking to find people who can voice the animated characters and also portray the live-action versions when the anti-heroes show up in movies and series so that's one thing that james Gunn did talk about is that whatever they end up doing in the animated form those characters we will see them in live action again all of these projects are going to intertwine they're they're going to again lend themselves to each other and we're going to see a lot of these characters cross over in different projects so when it comes to the creature commandos We're going to see these characters first in their own animated series, but we will eventually see them in the live action form. Um, We don't know what project we're going to see them in when it comes to live action, but we just know that the time will come for us to see them in live action.
1: Yeah, man. No, that that one factor alone that he said is that when the animated is going to cross over and that he's looking for people that can voice it and act it shows how serious he is about having an interconnected universe that just works. He's very serious about it. Now, there, there's a lot of questions, man. Like, there's a lot of questions. Like, like we just had earlier, like, Waller, I thought it was a full reboot. And then Wonder Woman, like, who's going to replace her? And yada, yada, yada. Everyone's going to have questions. But at the end of the day, this guy is a fan more than he is a creator. And to know that we got a fan in charge, I think we're in good hands. Is he going to be perfect? No. But is it going to be better than what we've seen in the past 10, 15 years? Absolutely. In terms of connectivity and DC in general. Um, but the Swamp Thing as a horror movie is something that I hope DC and James Gunn keep taking on, like projects that are not in the exact hero genre, but take place in the DC world. You understand what I'm saying, Matt? Like, mm-hmm. like a horror movie or just like, you know what I'm saying? Like crazy, crazy ass genres like they can make, but it's involved in the DCU. I hope yeah. that they can continue that going forward. And who's not going to be excited to see a DC movie that's that's scary. And you said the the director of Logan is going to direct it. Yeah, yeah. Bro, what a freaking director. Like what a what a what a what a matchup that's going to be. I would love to see that kind of tonal shift from Logan to that. You know what I mean? But directors is a big part, like you said, like that is the biggest part of all this. If we if we can't land the directors, you know, what I mean, to match these projects, it's everything. Um, So yeah, man, James Gunn and Peter Saffron's got a lot of their plate. They gotta find the directors to match. They gotta make sure everything's connected. They gotta review everything beforehand. They gotta, they gotta write them. Obviously, James Gunn is not gonna wanna uh, let a Superman movie go out without him totally making love to that thing and making it his love child. You know what I mean? So we got a lot. We got a lot in store. And not to be mistaken, didn't they say that this is just a, a glimpse at chapter one, and there could be even more?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what we know, this isn't all of chapter one. There's still more projects that are on the slate that we don't even know about and that are still a part of chapter one, gods and monsters. So there's still more, and this is only just a taste of what's to come, but it's an exciting future, man. Like Superman legacy, the brave and the bold Superman woman of tomorrow, the authority booster, gold lanterns, paradise, lost creature commandos, um, uh, swamp thing. (laughs) Like there is so much on the way. And, it's nice as a DC fan to finally know what, somewhat, what the future is going to look like and what's to come.
1: Yeah, bro. It's getting brighter. The curtain's unveiled. The blinds are open. The sun's coming in. It's creeping in. It's hitting the skin. It feels nice. It's
0: coming. Like, uh, yeah, the sun the sun will shine on us again one day. And yeah. that day is coming, guys. It's coming,
1: bro. It will be there.
0: Look, now moving on to our second main topic of the day. We got to talk about some Super Bowl trailers, man, because we just talked about a slate. Of DC projects, but there is an entire slate of Super Bowl trailers. We're about to get next Sunday. So of the the movies that we know are slated to get uh to have like trailers drop at the Super Bowl, because again, this is like the biggest event for American television, American, which uh, American football, the Super Bowl. So many eyes a- around the world are going to be watching this game, and a lot of these movie studios are going to seize that opportunity to showcase a bit of their upcoming movies and upcoming titles that a lot of us are actually already excited for. So from the what we know so far, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, Fast X, the new Pixar film Elemental, The Little Mermaid, The Flash, and Scream 6 are all going to be dropping trailers at the Super Bowl. Now, another rumor that's been going around is that Marvel is going to give us our first look at the Marvels. The Marvels comes out in July, so this makes a lot of sense. Like, I can't think of a better platform to be able to get the entire world to know about the Marvels. And the fact that that movie comes out in July, we are not that far away from the Marvels hitting theaters. So we haven't even gotten a first look at the film. So I think this would be the perfect moment to do it. And Marvel and Disney have all the money in the world. So I wouldn't be surprised if they drop freaking trailers for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Guardians 3, and then the Marvels first look.
1: Yeah, bro. It's like, forget about the freaking game. Let me know when the commercials start. Like, I, I, I didn't even watch one football game this season. Like, take it from there. And, I, and I'm, a, I'm a football fan and a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched any sports. Been super-ass busy. But I don't even give a shit, man. I just want to be... I don't I want to even be anywhere when Super Bowl happens. I just want to watch these trailers and watch these freaking commercials. Um, But to get a freaking look at the Marvels, like, that's going to be freaking crazy. Like, we never heard or seen or known anything since since mm-hmm. like the first Captain Marvel like that and you know what I mean so to yeah. see that we're to hear that we're getting something like that is going to be crazy they're dropping another Guardians 3 trailer which is like how much more are they going to show us we, we already got you know what I mean like I hope they don't show us too much again like I might close my eyes at that part yeah I've seen enough yep. um, that's going to be sick and then um, uh, I'll tell you what I'm really really excited for the Flash trailer. The Flash trailer. Man, we we really need to... They definitely need to drop this trailer and it needs to be a long one. I hope they bought an extra wide spot because there is so much shit happening in this movie. So many characters that's going to appear. So many bad things that happen. So many good things that happen. We need an update on this movie. So that is probably the most anticipated trailer in this whole Super Bowl. Well, opinion.
0: look. Look. Good news is is that at, when James Gunn was making all of these DC announcements, he called The Flash one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Oof. That is crazy. Bro, that and is look, a bold James, statement. James Gunn saying that and now Warner Brothers spending $10 million to play The Flash trailer and debut it at the Super Bowl with everyone watching, that says something. That speaks to the confidence ha- that Warner Brothers has for this movie. And... You know, I'm excited for it. And and I don't think it's wrong to say you're excited for The Flash. Because guess what? For sure, uh, you know, Ezra Miller is a part of this movie. But you supporting this movie doesn't mean you support Ezra Miller. It means you support Andy Muschietti, Sasha Cow, Michael Keaton, all of the other people that have, the you know, the tens of thousands of people that have put in work behind the scenes on this movie for years in order to finally bring it to life. And I don't think the actions of one person should undermine all of the awesome work that so many people have done over the years. So I'm still excited for the flash and the fact that we're finally getting our first trailer for this movie because it comes out in a couple of months. I'm hyped. It's about damn time. This movie has gone through so much, but we're finally here. This movie was supposed to come out in 2018.
1: 2023. That long it took?
0: Yeah. It was supposed to come out in 2018.
1: Oh, this movie's long. It's draggy. It took a while yeah. to get here, man. Man, I'm, I'm freaking pumped to just see this trailer. Let alone the movie. When does it come yeah. out? You know,
0: uh, it comes out. It comes out June at, towards the end of June. June sixteenth,
1: 2023.
0: Uh, June sixteenth, 16th. June sixteenth. 16th. Um, yeah, man.
1: That look, be bes-
0: now look. Besides the flash trailer, I got two trailers on this list that I'm just, mm, I'm feening over. Uh-huh. One of them, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts it's that that movie is my in my top five most anticipated films of the year it's at my number four slot and i am a massive transformers fan i'm not gonna say i'm a massive you know transformers like animated show watcher no i just grew up watching the transformers movies and it was a tradition for my mom and i to like watch those movies every single freaking opening night they they debuted in theaters and i you know played like the games on DS, the games on Wii, and I love Optimus Prime. I love Bump Me Some Bumblebee. I love me some Anthony Ramos, who's like the human lead in this movie. And now we're seeing the we're seeing the Primals. We're seeing so many different factions of Transformers brought to life with this movie. And I am super super excited for this one, dude. Like my excitement for this movie grows every single day, and to just get another look at the film. Excites me even more for come next Sunday. Now, the second trailer, I gotta say, The Little Mermaid, man. The Little Mermaid. I know a lot of people are gonna clown me for that, but at D23, Disney showed us the entire musical sequence for Part of Your World. And I cannot tell you guys, I cannot stress enough how amazing Halle Bailey's voice is and how just amazing she is as Ariel. Like her look, she looks fantastic. She sounds fantastic. And to get another look at this movie, uh, it's something that excites me because you know when it comes to a lot of the live action Disney remakes, it seems like a lot of the live action Disney remakes, you know, I've enjoyed most of them, but uh, you know, some of them, some of them, some of them have struggled to recreate the magic of the originals. But now, when it comes to the Little Mermaid, from what Disney showed at D23, this movie is recreating the magic in its own way, and like Halle isn't trying to be, you know she isn't trying to be something she's not she's highly she took ariel and she made it her own and she freaking owns this character so i'm super excited to see our next look at the little mermaid and it seems like we're getting that at the super bowl we're also getting a look at scream six you know the new pixar film elemental fast and the furious x known as fast x um you know fast x that's gonna be something family
1: family, family. is number one i hope i watch that trailer with my family I hope me and my family go to space with Vin Diesel. Man, that's got to be the longest running movie franchise of all time. I I don't think there's a movie that ran longer. I'm not considering MCU because that's different. I'm talking about a movie with the same title that went from one through ten. I don't think that's ever happened. At least that I don't know of. If there is, somebody show me because my goodness, like, like how do these things keep making money? How do people keep going to see them? Like, I, I. I gave up after Fast 7. That's what I drew the line. I was like, all right, 7. That's good. Paul Walker died. Rest in peace. We're good. This is a perfect send-off. And then they just kept going. Like, what the heck, bro? Just stop. Like, it's done. It's done. We're good.
0: Hey, but, you know, we're concluding with Fast X. And I think they're filming one more to (laughs) truly... I think it's Fast X Part 2 or something like that. They're filming this two-part finale back-to-back. So, we got Fast X and then we got one more after that. So, hey... You know, we've already seen so many crazy things in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Let's see how they're going to one up themselves with Fast X. Now, That's what I excites heard the me. Rumor that, That's uh, what excites Diesel
1: me. Is going to cross over into uh, the DC Universe and they're going to continue Fast and the Furious. It's going to cross over. They might bring Marvel and DC together. Uh, they're just going to put it everywhere. They might make an appearance in Star Wars. They might make an appearance in Harry Potter.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. I, mean. Mean. I wouldn't be surprised. Family. Family. So guys with that being said let us know in the comment section down below let us know across social media what do you guys think of all of the dc announcements that went down this week What, what trailer are you most excited to see debut at the super bowl next sunday thank you guys for tuning into this episode again every single episode comes out every saturday on spotify itunes and youtube so make sure to follow us on you know as many platforms as you possibly can every single ounce of support is very much very highly appreciated so thank you guys for tuning in i love you guys 3000 and we'll see you guys next week let's go